Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. And the great specials now through Tuesday. Schaefer and Schaefer Lake, 30-pack cans, $13.49. Stella Artois, 12-pack bottles, just uh, $16.88. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Uh, The great John Havlicek passed away yesterday at the age of 79. Uh, The Celtics won 11 out of 13. He was a member of eight of those championships. He was also on the national championship team for Ohio State. They made the Final Four um, uh, three consecutive years. You're talking about an eight-time NBA champion. In 74, when the Celtics beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the Bucks, he was the playoff MVP. 13-time NBA All-Star. 11-time All-NBA selection. Eight-time all-defensive selection. Somebody asked me today which player would I compare him to in today's game. I said, believe it or not, I said, kind of like a guy like Kawhi Leonard. Oh, Havlicek was good. He was good. All right. Let's get to our play-by-play call of the day. Here's Johansson. They'll flip it out to center ice club by Heinen. One on two. Carries it over the line. Near circle, Johansson fires to flick and they score! In fact, it was Charlie Coyle who scored the, scored the game tying goal. Uh, the game tying goal, and then he scored the game winner in overtime. All right, so now let's get to the draft. First pick, you expected Kyler Murray. Okay. And the second pick, you expected Nick Bosa. Then I want to give the. Uh, the credit to the the Jets. They could have moved. Nope, they took Quinn and Williams. Then, can anybody on the face of the earth explain why, except for maybe Mike Mayock, why the Raiders took Farrell? 
It is. Uh, it's interesting. Again, I, there's certain elements, and you're not always going to be right about these things. All right, so I'm not going to sit there and say I'm always right. But when I watch a tape of an opposing team, you know, and I'm trying to get ready for Penn State, you know, you're trying, you know, who Penn State has. So I'll start sitting there and I'll say, okay, problem. Not a problem, problem, not a problem. You know, just in my very base evaluation, Nick Bosa, problem. Uh, Draymond Jones, problem. Uh, Chase Young, problem. Uh, Kendall Sheffield, problem. Now, I'm just going through position by position. Linebackers, eh, not so much. Um, And that's how I go about doing it. You know, I look at Kentucky. Lonnie Johnson, the corner, I thought was a problem. The safety... Uh, the safety, let's see, Lonnie Johnson, the safety was Jackson. I was like, ah, problem. Josh Allen, huge problem. Just watching tape. And I don't, I don't sit there and look at, at reputation or anything like that. I don't want to see what, you know, you know, what makes somebody good. You know, offensively, you do the same thing. Well, let's take Iowa, for example, the two tight ends. Jack and I were talking this morning about the two tight ends. And neither one of them, Hawkinson or or Noah Fant, do anything whatsoever to remind you of Mark Bavaro. (laughs) Let alone Rob Gronkowski, but they don't remind you of Gronkowski, Mark Bavaro, anybody like that. They're both very good, but they aren't great, awesome, and incredible players. What was the key for those two being successful at Iowa? Obviously, they're very good, but Iowa's lineouts are not very good. So they're going to go to the tight end over and over and over again because they were the two best receivers. I'll say this for Hawkinson. He's not He's a good he's a good blocker. Not a bad blocker at all. But that's the kind of draft this is. This is a draft of eh, wait, I think the guys at the top, I think Murray could be really, really good. Bosa I think is going to be terrific. I think Quentin Williams has a chance to be terrific. I think Josh Allen has a chance to be terrific. I think White has a chance to be terrific. I think Bush does. But there's also in this draft. You have guys that I sit back and say, in in other years, they would not be first-round picks. I think Dillard was a great pick by the Eagles. Bill O'Brien wanted that kid. Bill O'Brien wanted that kid. And the Eagles jumped in front of Houston and got him. So, I mean, there are certain moments like that. But then you look at Farrell, the fourth overall pick to the Raiders. You're like, really? They took a box safety? Hardly anybody takes a box safety in the first round. Took a running back? They could have picked Miles Sanders in round two and gotten the same guy. So, 
I'm not quite sure what the thought process was. Now, you guys are celebrating. You got the guy you wanted, and you moved up to get him. As I said yesterday, I'm I'm really all for the, like, you know, nine times out of ten, just take the best guy available. But if you're in a position like the Steelers happen to be in, there's a guy they really want, and there was a way to do it. I'm all for it. The key to making the draft, Bush will be the entire key as to whether the draft is successful or not for them. He'll be the entire key to it. Because he is being brought in specifically to be the one to step in to Ryan Shazier's spot. Well, a lot of the beat writers were tweeting last night after Devin White was picked. It's like, okay, one Devin gone, one to go. We'll see what they do. And, and uh, I mean... Devin Bush has been on the Steelers' radar for not one but two years, and you're right. You're right. If you have your heart and your mind set on one guy that you think that's going to be your game changer, take that guy, and that's definitely what they did. Moving up to ten. Well, see, that's what I always laugh about. This, oh, you got to know how to you, know, you got to multiply as many picks as possible. What if all the picks are bad? <laughs> you never hear that. <laughs> you never hear quality over quantity. Right? Okay. I want people who can play. Well, Bevin Bush can play. If he's not hurt, he can play. If they get if they get fortunate with somebody else who steps in out of this draft that can play, good. That's fine. Oh no, you know, I'd rather just get more picks. You know why people want more picks? The reason they want more picks is quite simple. Right? It lessens the margin of error when they miss on them. So we got we ended up with eight more picks. Okay, great. And we hit on two of them. But now, why? But now, why does it seem like when when the Patriots stockpile picks, they don't whiff on them? Is that a mis- not, is that a misnomer? But that's, but that's not true. The Patriots do whiff on picks. It just doesn't. It just doesn't seem like it, though. Just the way that they win year after year after year. I guess that's just. Uh... Okay. Well. Let, okay. Let's let's look. Okay. Brady was a sixth round pick. Sony Michelle's a first round pick. Right. Chris Hogan was a free agent. Not with him anymore. Danny Amendola, they didn't draft him. You know, he eventually left. But Julian Edelman, he was a quarterback. Okay. Gronk, they drafted. Andrews is a free agent up front at center. Hey, you look at how the Patriots are put together. This is not the, hey, we got 22 guys and all 22 are draft picks. That's not close. It's not even right. That's not even right. The Patriots have done a better job of understanding shelf life, and they have made moves to pick up people. I mean, Darrell Rivas was great for them, right? He was terrific for them. But did they draft him? No. They didn't draft Rex Burkhead. Hey, they drafted him. Actually, they didn't draft him. But has he been a good situation player for the Patriots? Yeah. They just signed Demarius Thomas. Yeah. So they didn't draft him either. Josh Gordon didn't draft him. I mean, Brandon Cooks, they had him, then they let go of him. But, I mean, did they draft him? 
I mean, you got to have to actually sit down and really look at their roster. Philip Dorsett, did they draft him? No. They drafted James White. Dante Hightower they drafted. I remember really praising them for doing it, too. I thought, yeah, that was a great pick. It was a great pick. But, I mean, you go over and over and over. It's just it, the, the Patriots have missed as often as they have hit on draft picks. It's not... That's not how they... They've been able to do this in a wide variety of ways. It's just more Steeler bias and hate against the Patriots. Oh, yeah. You open with them, don't you? What's that? You open with them, don't you? That's right. Sunday night game at Foxborough. Correct. Whew. Minus Gronk. God, he's going to pick you apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to pick your He's going to pick your team apart. <laughs> So we'll see where the Steelers go tonight, if they're going to take corner or if they're going to go safety. I would say tomorrow for sure they're going to go wide receiver, my fourth, fifth round. But, uh, I mean, look, there's a lot of guys. As you had mentioned, you know, know, the further down, the the further we go in this draft, there's going to be a more richer uh, lineup of corners that are available. Yeah. And you notice the first one didn't go until, what, 30 last night when the Giants picked? Only one, yeah. Yeah. Because, and part of it is there are so many of them. Because there are so many of them. Um, I know you'd brought up Greedy Williams as an option right. for the Steelers. LSU. Yep. Yep, Byron just Murphy so, out of Washington. Yeah, there are just so many of them, for example, that that's, I think it's one of the reasons why you didn't see corners get picked last night. Because there are a lot of very good ones, and I think a lot of people thought they could get um, a corner in later rounds because of the volume. Rocky Sin out of Temple, but for some, the jury's out on him. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff I read about him, I, I've never seen a guy play, so I have no idea. I know it, it seems ridiculous, for example, that I have not looked at Presbyterian tape uh, <laughs> before he got the temple. But, yeah, it's... It'll be curious to see, too, if we get a run on wideouts since, uh, you know, the uh, kid from Mississippi, DJ Metcalf, he's still on the board. Everybody um, loves him, and I don't. Because no. he, 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 he runs a straight line. And he's very hard to catch in a straight line. But when he has to make a move to get loose, and the vast majority of the game is that, look, he's he's a lot like, like Wallace, the Steelers had. Mike Wallace. 
Hey, tell me how effective Mike Wallace was was running patterns. Uh, he was, was just Mike... your fly down the line kind of guy. Right. Well, that's Metcalf. Yeah. Okay, that's that's why Metcalf was. I said yesterday Metcalf would not be drafted in the first round. Now the Patriots drafted Harry at the end. Okay, from Arizona State. You know what? Harry's the best at in this draft. He's the best fifty-fifty ball guy in the draft. You put a fifty-fifty ball up a lot like Chris Godwin. Harry's going to come with the ball far more often than not. That's where he's best at. So that's you know where they're, and I thought that was a good pick for them. I thought that was a very good pick for them at the end of the first round. But Patriots have just been better at, you know, the Patriots make a lot of moves during the course of the year. You're out, you're in, you're in, you're out. They've drafted well enough, but they have not been the geniuses of the draft. Now, have they ever drafted an already Burns? No. All right, so that's a different. Uh, you know, Ouch! I feel like I feel like I wounded you on that. That last was one. tough. Yeah. Yep. Still, yeah. still stings. Yep. Uh, tornado watch, by the way, still in effect for our area. So keep that in mind. It's in effect till what nine o'clock tonight? That's right. Yeah. yeah as that line here. of rain and heavy storms come through, we may have some you know thunderstorm warning uh, signs here pop up, and we'll keep you posted on them during the late day news roundup if they info becomes available we'll let you know yeah yep just means that just means that the conditions are available right and that it's a that if it were to happen it wouldn't be a shock to anybody yeah if you get a a very strong potent thunderstorm you may get some twisting winds in there that that could uh, if the conditions and ingredients come together it could uh could cause something like that so but only a watch right now all right, we'll take a break. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet. All right, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Dwayne Haskins on falling to 15 in the draft. Quote, league done messed up. No, I did one of your games live, and I watched tape. They didn't. All right, uh, so. <laughs> I mean, really? I think he's a good quarterback, and. That was definitely one of his low points last year, the primetime showdown in Beaver Stadium. But again, here's the issue, all right? The issue is this. When he has time to throw and set, he is very, very good. Okay, so let's establish that. When Dwayne Haskins has the time to take it, set his feet, and throw, he's very, very good. But he has but when it comes time to create because something breaks down, this is where you're gonna see a major difference between Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins. Murray keeps his head up and can create plays. And Murray will have to because the Cardinals' offensive line is not very good. So, um, 
So he'll have he'll be in that spot. He'll have to. But Haskins, the moment Haskins has to move, especially to his left, he is he's not accurate throwing the ball. He gets himself all off kilter. I mean, it's not as if he can't throw the ball. He can, you know, he, he can get a throw off. It's not as if he can't run. He can run sometimes, but when he has to move and then throw, especially to his left, it's a, a, most times it's a wasted play. If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai SUV from Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Sunbury Motors Hyundai is having their spring SUV sale where you can save over five grand. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has the 2019 Kona discounted up to 3503 starting at 22435 Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 16 2019 Hyundai Tucsons with discounts up to $5,059. An athletic Tucson all-wheel drive starts at 23105 Remember, all new Hyundais come with America's best 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Sunbury Motors Hyundai Spring SUV Sale is going on now in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza. 2019 Santa Fe all-wheel drive start under 25 grand, and the Santa Fe XLs start under 29098 Now is the time to find your next SUV at Sunbury Motors Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstore is ready for all of your warm weather activities. Camping, picnics, grilling, visit Brewers Outlet first for microbrews, imports, domestic specialties. They got them. Grab some pickles at the Pickle Bar, Steve Jones' favorite place. Snacks? Brewers Outlet has that covered. Soda, sports drinks? Check. Weekly specials, too. And there's lots of convenient parking. So get all the refreshments everyone will love for your next outdoor gathering at Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstore, Reagan Street, Sunbury. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports domestic microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. And great specials through Tuesday. Schaefer and Schaefer Light 30-pack cans. 1349 Stella Artois, 12 pack bottles, 1688. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We now bring in the Prince of Peace. Good up. How's it going? Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> He's a hip prince, yeah. How's the weather? It's great. And now... <laughs> <laughs> I, gave the real, I gave him the real story during the breaks. So. <laughs> we got the same thing here. It's great. Tornado watch. Feel good. Oof. At least yep, we got the same thing. Mowed your lawn in plenty of time there, Steve-O. I did last night, yeah. Well, it's 
I mean, right. now that now that my son's been drafted by the Giants. <laughs> oh this my is, God! I can't this, believe the Giants. This, you know, the this, Giants. This, how this can is you my do last show. That kid. This is my it, last it, show. It's New York. <laughs> they are going to destroy him. He. Oh my God! The Giants are just. I gave him the benefit of the doubt when they let Beckman go. I said they they're going for the big time quarterback and. They're going to let Eli, you know, mentor him and all that. And then I turned it on last night because we had something to do, and I see Washington Redskins, Haskins. I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Who did the Giants take? I said, Danny, <laughs> your son, <laughs> Daniel Jones. I'm like, oh, That's my right. God. I can... That's right. That's why today is my last day. We're going to leave yeah. off the fat. <laughs> I'm going to be one of those helicopter parents. That's yeah, me yeah. hovering, helping to make all the decisions. <laughs> Stop booing my son. <laughs> now, during the draft tonight, I'll get a text from but is Steve really leaving? <laughs> <laughs> at least one. That's There's it. at least at least one out there. <laughs> and, uh, here we go. That's me. You know. In fact, I'm going to be calling Pat Shermer every day. Play him. Play him. Kansas City Chiefs draft. Al Capone's great grandson, or <laughs> no? Uh, oh they they God. they traded. Yeah, they traded. Uh, yeah, they t- just, uh, how many players are going to bring in that are going to be in prison? You know, this, that's not good. Cluster. It's a problem. There's no doubt about that. But uh, oh yeah, and like one guy said today, hey, you know what? That, this is no surprise. This same woman, while he was in college, he beat the crap out of her. Yeah. And he got arrested for that. I mean, it's not, and she was pregnant at the time he beat her up. And all of a sudden here within the last 24 hours, uh, audio that she recorded on her iPhone, oh, a conversation yeah. between it's... the two of them popped up, and uh, yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, he's back in trouble again. If the NFL lets him back in, good Lord. Well, um, maybe he'll be out the first eight games. We'll see. Oh, man. He broke the kid's arm. I mean, you know. I think I think what you'll see is, since they've already established this with Adrian Peterson... Uh, Adrian's was a lot different than this. No, but I'm a saying, though, different. since they've established it, because he sat out the whole year, right? Yeah, but it was yeah. different. I, mean, it, it, I, I, know it's, I know it's different, but there was a precedent for them sitting somebody out of season. That's my point. Yeah, this is way. See, Adrian Peterson now, love it or hate it, take it any way you want to take it. I don't agree with what he did, but he was raised that way. He hit the kid with a switch, and he was raised in the dead south, and he just believed that's how you discipline kids. Now, I don't agree with it, but you and me got the stick. Remember, Dad, give us the stick? You're going to get the stick. We'd have to bend over on the basement stairs, and he'd smack us in the butt. You know? I, I, I don't I recall mean, this happening. Huh? I don't recall this happening. <laughs> oh, you do, too. <laughs> No, Come on. I, had, uh, you, I, you I blocked that. it out. 
I blocked it out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, one you can time see I it. took towels and stuff that down oh, my pants. Oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. Oh no, I remember that. <laughs> look, you and I are so mentally affected by it. It's like, oh, look, we're so mentally affected. We're laughing about it years later. Oh, he had to be laughing his butt off. But I'm just saying that that's where Adrian Peterson used the switch, and I don't agree yeah. with it. But this kid, this guy. Like the woman said, you made him hold his arms open and you punched him in the chest. Right. He broke his freaking arm. I know. I mean, the kid said daddy did it. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. You don't deserve right. the privilege my only of being point in at, a great league like that. You, you're right. my only not point a very on nice the one, human being. The only point of my one-year thing is that you have to look to precedent as to what they've done. So in a case that would be at least in the neighborhood of it, they did that one time. Bag Michael Vick back in. I mean, he only yeah. killed a couple hundred dogs, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. That, that, and now Michael Vick works for who? Fox or uh, one of the? He did last year. I don't know if he's yeah. still with them. I or mean, not. Could, yeah. he does not belong. He is anyone who can torture an animal will torture anybody. And I. But they don't care. It's all about money. They'll sit them out for a year and something. It's all about money. It's all about. Look, if Tyreek Hill were a guy that caught eight passes in the season, he'd be gone. They wouldn't even bother with him. They wouldn't even bother with him. But some team will sign him because they want to win. So. Yep. Exactly right. That's that's you know money comes down to. But Michael Vick will tell you. He paid the price when they brought him back. Yeah, he'd be on the bottom of piles, and guys would be taking cheap shots at him, and the referees let him. You know, so it's not such an easy go. But anyhow, how about them Red Sox? Huh? They won. Yeah, they won a couple games this week. You know, it, it's but they their pitching still stinks and. But oh, we had an exciting day here. So I don't know if you want to hear about it or not. One in the town, there? or one in the town, or in the in the in no the, here in, at the shop. Oh, the shop. Oh, okay. I guess you want to hear about it. Okay. <laughs> so the secretary's all upset. She's getting ready to leave to go pick her daughter up at college. She goes, "I better not get another show like I got last night." I said, "What?" She goes, brings her daughter back to school last night and goes goes to the room, bringing her uh, backpack up with her. They open up the door, and you know what they found. The roommate with a boy, and everybody's stark naked. Karen walks in. She goes, oh, my God, <laughs> turns around and leaves. I'm not leaving my daughter here. <laughs> Good old Springfield College. So, in our okay. immature little world that we live in here, it's a great day. <laughs> so we're all yelling at the phone. Joe's on the phone. We'll pick you up, Joe. <laughs> you need a ride? <laughs> What's your room number? We'll be right up. <laughs> Just oh, when you think they're all sweet and pure as the driven snow. Oh, God, it's yeah. college. <laughs> the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. Up. <laughs> I said they were stark naked. She goes, 
butt naked, everybody. I was like, wow. Now the girl's all humiliated and all that stuff. But, hmm, they'll all get over it. So that was okay. my day. Exciting. Well, there you go. Yeah. We didn't have anything like that, you know. I mean, my my excitement was I went over to football for about an hour this morning and uh, did did some research on a couple of things I needed, talked to some people I needed to talk to. Then I talked to Jack for about 40 minutes, telling him everything I found out. Uh, oh, Stephen A. Smith was talking about Jack today. Oh. Well, I hope in glowing terms. Oh, God, it was all good. Well, he oh, wasn't yeah. talking about it. He was screaming about him. He was screaming about the Pittsburgh Steelers and how he missed the old Pittsburgh Steelers and started naming all the players and, you know, the the greatness of all but of them. But you know what? But you know how Stephen A. starts screaming. It's like, <laughs> we had to turn up loud. He's funny, man. He wants old-time football back. He wants... Well, you know what? I I think to show up to play every week, and there's no dirt, no garbage, and I understand why everybody wants freedom. I I I completely get that. Okay, so please, I don't. I understand if you got a job and you want to change a job. I understand. Okay, but for sports fans, when we were growing up, right, you knew Mickey Mantle was going to be there every single game as a New York Yankee. You knew Carl Yastrzemski was going to be every day. You know, John Havlicek just passed away last night. We knew forever. There's no thought that John Havlicek was going to play for another team. Never. Okay. Now look at Jack. the teams Jack played on. Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, Jack Lambert, Jack Ham, Andy Russell, Mike Wagner, Mel Blunt, Elsie Greenwood, I, I go. I can go on and on and on. Franco Joe Harris, Green, Rocky Joe Blair. Green. I just saw Franco uh, last week. I talked to Franco, Rocky Blair. Okay, okay. Except for Franco at the end with the Seattle Seahawks, they play. They start and they finish their career as Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Okay. That's now let's much now, the point he was making. And now let's turn it to college. Mm-hmm. To college. In this transfer portal, you know, Tommy Stevens put his name in. Tate Martell went to Miami from Ohio State. You know, Jawan Johnson went from Penn State to Oregon. Uh, today, oh, Regier. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, jo- um, Regier Bolton in basketball today put his name into the transfer portal. You know, fans. While it may be good, you know, there are pros and cons. I mean, just because you're going someplace else doesn't mean it's the grass is greener. And it's not always Shangri-La, despite what some of the young people think. And by the way, for some young people going someplace else, the grass is greener. It's just you don't know until you get there. But for the fan, it becomes really disconcerting. Because you sit there now as a let's take a college fan. You get Kurt Warner comes to Penn State. There is no thought in your mind that Kurt Warner is not going to be there for four years. Now, if a player is really, really good, you can only count on them being for three years. 
It's all because, because of money, because you don't want right. to get hurt. Right. You know? right. He gets hurt, he gets no money. Right. I mean, that's the bottom line. Hey, I heard a question this week on, I forget what station, and it is really an interesting question. Not necessarily in others, hockey especially, not in hockey, but baseball. How many players have signed a long-term contract and made big money and actually got better. That after they signed that contract, nothing ever happened again. And you sit there and you think, and you're like, "Wow, nobody." Well, that's why I, I've said I'm not again. This is talking ideology versus being realistic. All right. So, so an ideology. Idealistically, if I was a general manager. I would not sign a guy to more than a five-year contract as a position player, and I would not sign a pitcher to more than a three-year contract. Well, that was the Red Sox ideology for quite a while. That's why, uh, what's his name, went to the Cubs, um, John Lester. They weren't yeah, going mean, to sign long-term contracts. Now, all of a right. sudden, they're the king of long-term contracts, you know, well, and it doesn't well, work. And that it started with the, is going to stick it to them good. It, oh. and, well, let's start with Dustin Pedroia. He signed an eight-year contract with the Red Sox. He has not been healthy the last three years. Albert Pujols, 10-year contract with the Angels. Now, has Pujols had, had some good moments? Yeah. But he's been hurt almost the entire time with the Angels during this 10-year run. Robinson Cano signed that long-term deal with the Seattle Mariners. Now Cano's a New York Met. All of these guys that have been signing these long-term contracts have not lived up to what they thought it was going to be. That was the guy's question, and I, I was driving around, and I said, holy cow, he's right. There's none of them. Now hockey, no, they'll live up to it. Football, you know, it's a quarterback, he'll live up to it, you know. But, yeah. There's very few. I mean, in those games, there's no guaranteed contracts. Baseball, it's guaranteed. And these guys are signing these long-term deals, and that's it. It, They don't get any better, that's for sure. If anything, they get worse. And his point was, baseball should start putting, okay, we'll sign you to 10 years, but you have to maintain a certain level of play, you know, then you will get. I know they can't do that because of the contract that they have right. with the union and all that. Right. But that's the way it should be done. You should be paid on performance, not on. Hey, you did this before, so now we're going to re- reward you for ten years, guaranteed. No way. That that's going to come back and kick them in the butt because there's no way ten years from now Bryce Harper's going to be batting three hundred. Right. No now way. the NBA. Now, the NBA guarantees contracts, so does the NHL. But they don't do, except for the exception of a Sidney Crosby, they don't do the, I mean, Crosby got, what, an eight-year deal? They don't do deals like that in the NHL. They, they, but he's but, good the, every year. But, uh, hockey, to me, that's right. a different sport you know, than all of them. Well, They're the best you, athletes it, in the world. Except, you know what, with hockey, you know what's interesting? You know, and this is where age comes in. But if you do the research, and I did some research when Crosby was going through his last contract, and the research showed me that past the age of 25 in the NHL, 25, 
your number your numbers are never the same as they are before the 25. And that includes everybody. That includes Gretzky. That includes Howe. That includes Bobby Hall. That includes Bobby Orr. That includes I mean all all the best. Their numbers, while being very good, let's point it, they are very good, are not the same as they are before the age of twenty five. It's pretty much typical in most sports. So yeah, it's just yeah, your it body's older, you know. Hey, hockey players, man, I've seen guys play with broken legs. You know, yeah, I know. broken ribs. I know. <laughs> you know, they they put their body through uh, an unbelievable right. acting. That I mean, a baseball player breaks a freaking nail and he's on the disabled list for two weeks. So, yeah. they, although it is a different sport, but <laughs> right, sure. Uh, uh, Sean, tell uh, Kevin about the opening of the show. Oh, the suit barged in, and uh, you know, because he. he he kept clamoring yesterday. Steelers got to take uh, some. You know, they got to take a guy on defense for the uh, for, you know first round pick last night. And if they were going to go offense, he was going to completely abandon the team. He was going to start cheering for another team. So did, so, did they take Bass from uh, Michigan? Bush. Yeah, they Devin took Devin Bush. Bush. Yeah, 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 yeah. They moved up ten spots up to ten see, to get I, Devin Bush. Yeah. I said yesterday there was no way the Steelers would move up. Because the Steelers never move up, <laughs> okay. which is true. Yeah. Which is true. Right. Last time now, they moved up was but, to get Santonio Holmes back in 2006. They right. moved up seven spots to get him. But as I've said before, and and Sean knows this, every time I say something and then it comes back and it's wrong, I do point out I was wrong. He didn't give you the. Yeah, that's the thing. Sue didn't right. give you the chance today. So, all right. Yeah, so I mean, I was the draft. The draft is a crapshoot. So yeah. Well, just even who you pick. It doesn't matter. It's an absolute lock. He's going to be great. No. Tony Mandarich. You guys have seen that thing on ESPN, the show on the draft. It's pretty good. They showed, like, Brady. uh, Marino. From Elway to Marino. all the different guys, what they did at the Combine. I mean, Brady looks like he ran, like, a 5'4", 40. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No physique at all, just skinny, you know. Some guy that all the other guys got six pack abs. He's got like you know a little Brillo pad down there. And, like, <laughs> and twenty years later, he's got like eight Super Bowls. So they said, "How much does it really mean?" But man, they were going off on uh, Barkley, the stuff he was doing at the combine. But uh, well, Barkley, Barkley is. Barkley is an exceptional athlete who doesn't take his talent for granted. I, I, he's the kind of guy, he's a perfectionist. I'll give you an example. Barkley has really, really good hands. Okay? That's why he became a really good pass receiver. And he really improved on his blocking because he threw himself into doing it. One night, it was a Sunday night, catching a kickoff is easier than catching a punt. All right? So Barkley was on kickoff return. Well, so they kick it down to Barkley, and he drops it. I'm looking over like, he dropped it? So then he was in the third group up again, and he comes back up again. He dropped the second one. You would have thought that he just got all Fs on every single test he took that week. He was devastated and then stayed after and did nothing but field kickoffs. 
You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. 